It's Remy and Casey on 92.3 WIL. Day of the week, you know what it is. (laughs) Good morning, Casey. Good morning. Happy Giving Tuesday, by the way. Oh, that is what today is. Yeah, because in America, we spend all of our money on Black Friday, on Small Business Saturday, on Cyber Cyber Monday, Monday, and Black Wednesday. And then we go... I guess we can give you some scraps of what we got left over charity. Which is sad because, yeah, it's for charity. So it should really be like the first day. Yeah. Why can't giving, like... Giving Tuesday should should come before Black Wednesday. Yeah. All of it should come before that. So hopefully uh, you find it in your heart to give today to an organization of your choosing. It's going to be windy today. We're talking like 40, 50 mile per hour wind gusts. Man, forget the wind. Of course, on a Tuesday. The wind, the worst element there is <laughs> on the worst day of the week. It's like they're really testing us. Uh, but it's going to be 60s, so enjoy that yeah, while you can. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Usually when you get these windy days in, you know, as we approach winter, there's a caveat and that's, that's going to be, you know, blow your clothes off outside. Uh, will Johnny Depp be reprising his role as Captain Jack Sparrow? This is a question that we've had since he won his defamation case mm-hmm. against Amber Heard. We'll find out more in Keeping Up With Casey. Plus, we've got Tyler Childers tickets as well as Cirque Dreams Holidays tickets in Remy versus the World today. Good morning. Happy Giving Tuesday. Give today. Nashville to St. Louis with Casey Covers Country on 92.3 WIL. Would you go to a museum dedicated to your favorite artist? This country artist is building their own museum about themselves. Okay. And yes, I know what you're thinking. (laughs) Feels very Garth. (laughs) That way you could tell his story in third person across 10,000 square foot of a warehouse. (laughs) When Garth was building this museum about Garth. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but alas, it's not Garth Brooks. It is the queen, the reigning queen, Dolly Parton. Dolly's already got her own theme park, but that's not enough because now she's got her eyes set on a museum in Nashville to open within the next few years. And it'll be a part of something even greater called Dolly Center. Oh, wow. I mean, <laughs> this woman could have a whole city by now. There's an Annie Ann's pretzels. There's a, a Pandora, Anything Azales. Azales. <laughs> Sephora in the middle of it all. It's yeah. going to be called the Chasing Rainbows Museum. And it'll have things like, you know, her iconic costumes or outfits from performances or music videos or award shows over the year. Yeah. Probably a bunch of her guitars. You got to think, she's been in this industry since she was in her early 20s. So now at her age, she's got so many relics of her career. I'm sure she's like, listen, I'm sick of paying for the storage unit. (laughs) Just put it somewhere where the people can see it. (laughs) I just don't know that I could ever make a museum about myself. Could you? Could you do that? Could you, at the end of your career, you have a very successful radio career. Casey's uh, going on display. Here's all my clothes that I used to wear when I went into the radio studio. Here's my favorite sweatpants. Oh, my gosh. That's (laughs) funny. Maybe. Maybe if one of us pops off like Stern one day, you never know. Yeah. I don't know that Howard Stern would do that either. I don't know. He definitely wouldn't. (laughs) But beyond that, Dolly's also ready to join the club and open up her new bar and restaurant in Nashville as well. 
telling you. It's a you, little overdone, though. The, 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 the bar and restaurant thing has to end in Nashville. It's, it's done. If you're an artist, it's been done. We don't need it. We need other things. Remember when we made that whole list of things that Garth should open rather than a bar and a restaurant? Yes, like Garth's Gators. You just let us know if you want to open a bar or a restaurant in Nashville, and we'll give you 10 better ideas and a whole marketing plan for them. Seriously, I mentioned Annie Ann's pretzels. If Dolly Parton owned, like operated her own pretzel joint, I'd go. Right. I'd dip that in cheese. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. She says she's got a lot going on right now before any of these extracurriculars can take place, like the museum, the bar, the restaurant, anything. She's got to host New Year's Eve with her goddaughter, Miley Cyrus. Yeah. So. Got to get to all that before you can build the museum by yourself. There is truly no busier woman on earth, I think, than Dolly Parton. That is very, and and she could very easily just be like, I'm good, and just chill for the rest of her life and do nothing, but she's not. No. She's got to be active. Appreciate that. It's probably good for the mind. Keeps her young. Yeah. Remy and Casey. In my mind, Christmas cards are about as useful as wrapping paper. They're good for a little bit, then you just throw them away. Because you're a Grinch. I don't know that I'm a Grinch. They spread holiday cheer far and wide for all to hear. It's kind of like... It's kind of like if Instagram was... In real life. Snail mail. You know what I mean? I love snail mail. I think it's so fun to receive something from <laughs> someone you love. And it's got glitter on it. Christmas cards always remind me of how unprepared for the holidays I am. And how put together our friends and family are. <laughs> they send this amazing Christmas card and I'm like, I don't even know where a picture is of us. Can't even find that. Anyways, Casey and I have put together a Christmas card this year. <laughs> Anyways, after let that, him after that amazing endorsement let of Christmas him cards. digress. <laughs> we have created one we that have, we'd like to send to you. Yes, uh, we have. We're not revealing what the Christmas card is yet. So unless you send us your information, your address, and all that stuff, which we have uh, up on the website 923wil.com. It's a doozy this year. I like it a lot. It's a, it's a nice picture. We yep. had a whole shoot for it. We planned it out. You're going to love it. I expect to see us on your fridge. So I posted this link on our Instagram story. You can check it out there. You can uh, send us your info there. If you want a card, it's a free card. Right. Right. We're taking care of all the expenses. We got the stamps. We got the envelopes. <laughs> uh, so we'll be sending those out here soon, but we need your information. So 923WIL.com on Instagram, on Facebook. The links are there as well. You can take a guess. There's kind of a blurred image right. of the look and the feel of the of the holiday card this year. Lace them up. It's time for sports with Remy and Casey. Well, the Blues were defeated last night by the Dallas Stars 4-1. to Blues are now 11-11. They'll take on the Hurricanes on Thursday. Puck drop at 7. Team USA Soccer will take on Iran today at 1. So what does this mean mm-hmm. for the USA? Yeah. The answer is simple. They must beat Iran to advance. So they have to win this game today to advance. They cannot draw uh-huh. and they cannot lose. Okay. Got it. And it doesn't matter by how many goals, because that plays a that plays a factor in some tight races in groups. But win or bust. Win or bust. And there's a lot of controversy surrounding that game. So apparently, some of the Iranian journalists were like heckling the soccer players about 
human rights and things like that. It was. It's wild. I mean, imagine it, that. You the know? World Cup is so wild. It's. There's so much happening yeah. that has nothing to do with soccer. My mind is blown about it. There's there's a little bit of uh, that that happens a little bit in the Olympics. But not, not to this extent. Not to this extent. This like, is... I have no idea who's been winning and who's not because all I'm seeing is all the, the, all the drama. Po- yeah, the politics that surround the World Cup. Man, it's it's crazy out there. But we are on Team USA side and Holla. we want them to win today. So one o'clock, everybody will be glued to their TVs watching guys kick a soccer ball up and down a field. I'm sorry, a pitch. Patrick Mahomes and his wife, Brittany, welcomed baby number two, a boy, into the world yesterday. So congrats to them. Casey told me not to look up what they named the child. So I have stayed away from the internet for the last hour. Because I told you yesterday what the overall prediction of the name was going to be. You said this off the air. I said off the air. Yes. Everyone's predicting that they're going to name this baby Stone. They have a daughter named Sterling. They have a dog named Silver. <laughs> Stone. Can you imagine being named Stone? Turns out it's not named Stone. What did Patrick and Brittany name their baby? Can I guess? Yes. Stan. Close. Really? No. Ah. Patrick the Third, a.k.a. Bronze. Bronze. The third. Oh. Because Patrick's the first. Yeah. Silver is the dog. Bronze is the baby. The dog got silver? Yeah. So hang on. The so, so the, the the kid's first name is Bronze, or the kid's the first name kid's is first Patrick. The kid's first name is Patrick, so that he can be Patrick the Third Mahomes. Yes. But his name, like what everybody will refer to him as, Bronze. Third place. Third place. Cool. Okay. Second to the dog. <laughs> Second to the dog. <laughs> uh, okay. I, I like it, I guess. I don't. <laughs> to each their own. That's so rude, I think. Who am I to judge? Uh, but congratulations. It sounds like baby, mom, and everybody are healthy. Right. Seems happy. like it. Yeah, that's good. Uh, you can find more and always connect with us on the Facebook page. Trending now. It's Keeping Up With Casey on 92.3 WIL. What if your favorite actor in your favorite movie didn't actually end up getting that role? Because we found out recently that Joe Jonas of the Jonas Brothers stated he was lined up to star in a 2012 film, The Amazing Spider-Man. Joe Jonas? Joe Jonas. But essentially that went to, obviously, Andrew Garfield. Okay. I'm never sure how I feel about Andrew Garfield. The Andrew Garfield version of Spider-Man. Um, I... So Spider-Man is the only, like, Marvel movie, bunch of movies that I've seen. Yeah. And I felt the same way until I saw the more recent ones where I could see Tom Holland and Andrew Garfield together. Uh-huh. And I think that's when it really, he sold himself for me. And I was like, yeah, you're right. You are Spider-Man. I think that Tom Holland's been my favorite so far. He's great, too. Yeah. Anyway, can you imagine Joe Jonas as Spider-Man? Not now. I, I don't, not now. No. I, I couldn't. Not even in 2012. Even Joe Jonas has stated, of course, Andrew got the role. You can't argue that he was best for it. But this led me down a rabbit hole of finding actors who were originally meant for movies you love and didn't get the part. Okay. I told you recently off the air that Matt Damon was meant for Avatar and turned it down. That I could see. Multi-million mistake of his life. (laughs) Kate Winslet's role in the Titanic 
was not really meant for Kate Winslet. It was meant for Gwyneth Paltrow. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Forrest Gump, played by Tom Hanks, was originally going to be John John Travolta. (laughs) No. Can you imagine? No. Nobody else could have played that role. It's it's burning in my mind right now. One of Tom Hanks' greatest performances of all time. You can't see John Travolta running down the desert. No. Grease lightning? No. (laughs) Can't. (laughs) Kurt Russell plays Han Solo in Star Wars, but originally that was meant for Al Pacino. Yeah. Yeah, these are these None roles. I feel, like, I feel like these roles are too iconic now to even envision anybody else in those roles. Which is why it's so crazy that they were all meant for somebody else, and then they turned into mo- like millions and millions of dollars. Like that turned into their biggest movie of their career. Like The Shining, it wasn't originally supposed to be Jack Nicholson, but Robin Williams. Okay. I could see that one. Potentially. Potentially. Yeah. Or my favorite of all, and probably one of the most surprising to me is that Rachel and Friends was not meant for Jennifer Aniston. It was made for Courtney Cox, who oh, ended the, up playing Monica. Gotcha. I think that all worked out. I think it all worked out perfectly, <laughs> but it's crazy when you think about it. So, you know, it's a good thing Joe Jonas wasn't Spider-Man. I always get the Jonas Brothers mixed up, so in my mind, I'm thinking Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine Kevin they as an action superhero? They would never let Kevin in a Marvel movie. I'm sorry, they just wouldn't. <laughs> is lame. This is Unprofessional News on 92.3 WIL. Well, we approach the end of the year, and that means year in reviews and lists and things to reflect on how 2022 was musically and from a cinematic standpoint. And of course, everybody's favorite, the word of the year. Mm. Designated by Merriam-Webster. And I, I like, want to look back. At, is there a list of like all the words of the years past? Yeah, and I feel like the past two years at least have been COVID-related. Uh, pandemic, I think, was one. Yuck. Uh, and uh, there is actually one, one on the list. I think last year was like unprecedented or something. Yeah, lame. something like that has to do with the pandemic, though, for sure. Merriam-Webster just announced the word of the year for 2022, and it is gaslighting. Mm. It's a reference to manipulation. They say, in this age of misinformation, fake news, conspiracy theories, Twitter trolls, and deep fakes, gaslighting has emerged as a word of our time. Yeah. It is defined as the act or practice of grossly misleading someone, especially for one's own advantage or the psychological manipulation of a person, usually over an extended period of time that causes them to question reality. Yeah, that is a good way to put it. Just like manipulation, like me telling you something every day, me reassuring you, Remy, you are my best friend. Remy, you are my best friend. And that's it. And then me leaving here and being like... Remy is the most annoying dude I've ever met. That would be like me gaslighting you. Yeah, or like uh, saying that never happened or- that I never told him that. You're Why crazy. Why would I have said that? Have you, he's a psycho. You're crazy. Other people think so too. Yeah. I'm sorry that you think that I hurt you. Yes. Or like your boss telling you that you're not good at your job on a daily basis. And then you start to question whether or not you are really doing a good job at your job or not. Right. It's the it's the manipulation. Yes. 2022. Well, that's sad that that's the word of the year. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? 2022 saw a 1,700% increase in lookups for gaslighting. It was inspired by the 1944 movie Gaslight. 
and the play it's based on where a husband uses trickery to convince his wife that she is mentally unwell so he can steal from her. You are one of those people that Googled it, aren't you? Probably. Yeah. At some point, yeah. Because I'd heard it over the years and I wasn't exactly sure what it meant. And now it it makes a lot of sense. Oligarch is also on the list this year. That's because of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Everybody's finding out all the rich people in Russia. Mm. Cancel culture is on this list. I feel like that's been on it before. And Queen Consort. Oh, yeah. A lot of people had to look that up. That's what uh, the queen's husband's name is. Camilla. Or the husband's... King Charles' wife, Camilla, is now known as a queen consort. The king's wife, yes. The king's wife. Uh, There is a full list, and there's a lot of words on here that you're going, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. I'm definitely going to go back and look at all of these. So the word of the year from 2004, democracy, if you can imagine. Okay. 2010, austerity. Austerity. I don't remember that one. (laughs) 2016, surreal. I don't know. I guess you have to think about what was happening in the world at those times. Yeah. Gaslighting makes sense for 2022 for sure. Remy and Casey. Christmas time is here. Now that Thanksgiving is over, I think it's acceptable to talk about it. Yes. (laughs) I feel like I've been seeing nonstop commercials for Christmas. And this is the one that gets me every single time. Anticipation. Channel 5. I don't think I've ever heard that. Really? Yeah. I feel like, I don't know if they brought it back a couple years ago or if they've always done it, but they seem to have recreated that commercial several times and they released this. They put it up on Facebook. Cheryl says, I love that commercial when I was a kid. It was one of my favorite of all uh, the newscast as a kid. Uh, Mario says, I get teary eyed whenever I see this commercial because it's like nostalgic for people. And it got me thinking about all the Christmas commercials that I get nostalgic with, which uh, one of them is definitely this one, which is, I don't know if that's good. So if that doesn't ring a bell, that is a Corona commercial where there's a palm tree that they light up like a Christmas tree. Yeah, I think that's the image. <laughs> the palm tree. Uh, I don't know why, but that one just has always sat with me as long as I've lived. Because it's so simple. Yeah, but it's a beer commercial. Right. Do you have one, Casey? Obviously, the Budweiser commercials do something special to the heart every year, so I like watching the old the old versions of those. But also, yeah. there's always like this K-Jewelers commercial where the mall Santa isn't in his chair because he's at the K-Jewelers in the mall. Nice. And I always remember that. Yeah, there was, my, my wife said the uh, Coca-Cola polar bears and brought mm-hmm. up the Campbell Soup snowman where the snowman goes into the house. And he melts into a kid. And he melts into a kid. Yeah, that's a cute one. And another one, when I see it, I just, I instantly go back. The Hershey's Kisses, yeah. That's a good one. Like, they knew what they were doing with that commercial because they use it every year still. Every single year. You still see the Corona one, too. 314-954-9230. What's the Christmas commercial that instantly takes you back? You can also comment on the Facebook page as well, 923WIL. Search it there, and we'll get a little conversation going about that. Today, we are playing... Finish the Lyric Boy Band Edition. Marianne, (laughs) I hope you know some boy band lyrics. 
Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, if Marianne wins here, she gets her choice of prizes. But if Remy wins, then that choice goes to Danielle. So our first song, finish these lyrics. If you know it, just shout out your name and you can finish the lyric. Yes, I know. It's too late. Remy. Remy. I want it that way. Okay, that was an easy one. Two points for Remy on the board. Yeah. Number two. And hold you Marianne. Marianne. Up to you. There it is. All tied up. Throw your clothes on the floor. <laughs> okay, we don't need that. <laughs> Number three. Marianne. Marianne. Ugh. Please don't hate me. Bye, bye, bye. Oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a guess, Remy? I don't know what the words that come in front of bye, bye, bye are. Okay, well, in that case, I'll give it to Marianne because it's close enough. Okay. Please don't hate me. But it ain't no lie, baby. Bye bye bye. Oh, okay. I would Either way, Marianne in the lead, number four. I feel overwhelmed. I don't know. <laughs> Another from no one. The way that you flip your hair gets me overwhelmed. Yep. Yeah, I would never have got that. That's some one D action. All right, last one. Remy, and Remy. it just keeps getting better. Life doesn't have a redo oh, sorry. Yes. What up, what up? Are we all tied up here? We're tied up. Okay, ready for this tiebreaker. This is going to be a random question, but whoever guesses closest without going over wins. Remy's going to go first so that Marianne kind of gets a bit of an advantage here. <clears throat> what is Nick Saban... Coach of Alabama's football team, net worth. His net worth? What is Nick Saban's net worth? Nick Saban's net worth is $45 million. Marianne, what do you think? $50 million? Closest without going over. It is $60 million. Marianne wins today. Good job, Marianne. You did it. Woo! Do you want to go hey. to Cirque Holidays or... Do you want to go see Tyler Childers? Your choice. I'll take Cirque because I'll be at CMA Fest for Tyler. Oh, nice. that's, that's awesome. way cool. Way that's cool. awesome. Uh, Danielle, we got you the Tyler Childers tickets. And just like that, I'm losing to the world. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing Nashville to St. Louis with Casey Covers Country on 92.3 WIL. Do you ever wonder what the parents of country artists think of their famous kids' stardom? Are they happy with the way that their famous kids handle things once in the public eye? Or maybe are they a little embarrassed about it? Do you ever wonder that? I think it depends on who that artist is. Right. <laughs> Thomas Rhett's mom starred as the very first guest on a new podcast called I Get It From My Mama, which is literally a podcast all about interviewing mothers of celebrities, which I think is a really interesting angle. This is just how niche podcasts are these days. Yeah. <laughs> she tells the whole story of how Thomas Rhett rose to stardom 10 years ago with the help of his dad, Rhett Akins, and how she felt about it all at the time. There was that dreaded day where he came home and said, Mom, you need to sit down. 
and I sat down and he said, I'm going to drop out of school. He was a junior. He said, I want to drop out of school and sign this writing deal. And I was like, no, it's just, you know, you need to finish school. He was only, what, 20 and then do it. It turns out he said yes, and he dropped out and went ahead and went for it and worked out. I was going to say, if you drop out of college, that's one thing. If you drop out of high school, that's another. I don't see him as a as a guy that was dropping out of high school. No, but he dropped he was, out of college. Yeah, he was 20, a junior in college, which I don't know. I think that makes sense with how expensive college is these days. Not that they would have any problem paying that, but. Right. Like if you know what you want to do and you already have a parent who's a professional yeah. in that career, just go for it. Yeah. But she goes on to say that before Thomas Rhett's time, it wasn't necessarily a cool thing to sing about faith and family and God because back in the early 2000s or 2010s, it was very rise of the Florida Georgia line and Jason Aldean's chilling on a dirt road, Rascal Flats, me and my gang. And you weren't hearing a lot of um, real stories anymore. And she gives Thomas Rhett all the credit of coming into mainstream country music again and making it okay to tell stories about, hey, I got married when I was 22 and yeah. then I adopted a kid and then we had three more and I'm only 30. Yeah. I feel like Thomas Rhett is is a great example of someone who is so wholesome. You know what I yeah. mean? There's nothing for his mother not to be proud of in that case. Right. She tells the story, which we've heard before about labels and teams telling Thomas to take off his wedding ring when performing so that nobody knew he was married so young so they could what? market him in that way. Mm. And she says that he made lemons out of lemonade, built a brand with Lauren. So now that fans are as excited to see his wife as they feel to see him. She's got the blue check mark by her Instagram. See, just like that. <laughs> also, did you know that Thomas, so his mom and his dad aren't married anymore. They are both remarried, I think. But did you know that Thomas Rhett's dad, Rhett Akins, has a two-year-old? I had no idea. Like Thomas Rhett has daughters older than his youngest brother. Wow, okay. I know, I just found that out today. Okay. But they still, they're still a huge happy family and I think the Rhett Akins, what am I trying to say? The Rhett Akins world is super wholesome and you can't really break it. Yeah. I think she really tells that story well on this podcast. So I linked it to our Facebook page and you can follow us on Facebook if you want to go listen to the whole thing. Sometimes the best part of a story is the comment section. I'm the winner. It's Best in Comments with Remy and Casey. Time for Best in Comments because honestly, the comment section is more entertaining than the story most of the time. Casey, I woke up this morning to a real estate listing posted by Fox 2 News. Mm-hmm. You know how they do this from time to time. It's like a weird house or... Oh, yeah, silly. Huge house or mansion or whatever. In this case, it is a white mansion on 230 acres in Southern Illinois. Wow. What caught me was the description of this mansion. It reads, A mansion in Carbondale, Illinois is a pulchritudinous marriage of Southern charm and Greek revival architecture. Ew. Pulchritudinous was the word that they used, and that simply means beautiful in the most pretentious way possible. I don't know why they couldn't just say that. <laughs> so, because they use such a weird word, the comments are awesome. So, we go to the comments section at number five, Casey. Josh S. Sorry, Josh S. says, Fox 2, half the people that will read this can't even pronounce that word. Calm down. 
true. I wouldn't know how. And number four. Kate M says, I don't care how beautiful the home is during the daytime. That thing is definitely haunted at night. I could I could see that. So many people are saying that. You I know that. that. Number three. Jason T says, let me translate. Beautiful house on lots of land. Take your vocabulary back to wash you. <laughs> oh, my God. Jeez. What a dagger. <laughs> Do you think they use words like pulchritudinous all you. over wash you? I hope not. Uh, number two. Mary D says, it looks like Easter exploded inside that house. It's a good thing that monstrosity is on 230 acres so that you can build another one somewhere else. <laughs> Why is everyone so mean? Well, the inside, the inside of the home is very pastel. Like they've chosen a lot of pinks paint, and Mary. blues and things like that. Yeah. All right. So let's get to the number one comment. Rob C says, intern must have learned a new word over Thanksgiving break. Couldn't wait to use it. <laughs> Congratulations, <laughs> Rob, for the best comment. And I, I would agree. And I feel like these real estate listings, just if they can be as wacky as possible, that's uh -huh. how they get all the attention they need. So that's true. They know what they're doing. Next stop, Zillow Gone Wild. <laughs> that should be a website. Go check out the house. I posted it on the Facebook page. 92.3 W.I.L. Nobody likes real news. This is the unprofessional news on 92.3 W.I.L. If suing were a sport in America, we would win gold every year. Casey, do you remember the McDonald's hot coffee lawsuit? Vaguely. I don't really remember. I believe it was the year before you were born. A woman spilled... Well, I guess I wouldn't remember. A woman spilled coffee on herself and got burned and sued McDonald's. She won $3 million. Shit. Now on every cup of coffee, you'll see a disclaimer, caution, content's hot. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. She was trying to take the lid off of the the coffee and like had it between her legs to put creamer in. And just didn't think it was going to be hot. Yeah. And they awarded her $3 million. So That's insane. Another frivolous lawsuit has arrived. A woman in Florida named Amanda Ramirez is suing Kraft, the makers of Velveeta's microwavable shells and cheese cups, because they lie about how long mac and cheese takes to prepare. Amanda says she bought the product several times over the past couple months because the box says it's ready in three and a half minutes. She says that is not true, and they know it. There's a four-step set of instructions printed on the box, and microwaving alone takes three and a half minutes. That's apparently what Kraft is referring to, but Amanda argues that the box implies the whole process is three and a half minutes. It is always someone from Florida. Like, I don't know what they... Do they not give them enough homework? Do they not oh send them a, enough things to do at their day jobs? Because they are always up to some nonsense that I can't imagine having time for. So Amanda's lawyers, are they've filed a class action lawsuit asking for more than $5 million in damages. The idea is that people are paying more for this product than other similar ones that aren't making deceptive statements. And I got to say... The other ingredients take less than a minute to add and stir and whatever. Yeah. So you're talking about less than five, a less than five minute process. And we've got someone barking about it. Kraft has not commented. Yeah, because Kraft is like, great. Now we got to put out this fire yeah. as if we don't already have enough mac and cheese SpongeBob's to put out this month. <laughs> it's it's like we come up with some of the weirdest ideas in America. Have you seen the Have you seen the Pepsi Where's My Jet docu series on Netflix yet? I've not watched it. So there's the Pepsi points back in the '90s, and this guy got enough Pepsi points to buy a Harrier jet, and they went to court and all these things. It took like years. 
to get a ruling on this. I won't spoil it if you haven't seen it yet, but uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, we need to make suing a sport in America. A sport a or sport. some regulations on it. Seriously. Go check out the story. I posted it on the Facebook page. And take some time to enjoy some Velveeta mac and cheese today. Yeah, no. <laughs> 92.3 WIL New Country for the STL. It is Remy and Casey. On the way out today, uh, we've defeated Tuesday, Casey, so that's a good thing. That is a good, it's the worst <laughs> day of the week, so someone had to do it and we've done it. It is. We talked about uh, those Christmas commercials that you uh, see on TV and instantly take you back to your childhood. For me, it's the Corona commercial, which is weird. Uh, that's not weird. I think everybody can agree. It's just that it's a beer commercial, I think. And that's the one that stands out to me the most. Or the Hershey's Kisses, Jingle Bells. Uh, we got a lot of calls for the M&M's. Mm -hmm. uh, they do exist. Yeah. That commercial. You can leave your favorite uh, Christmas commercial on the Facebook page, 92.3 WIL. Also, get your Christmas card from us. The form is open on the website. All you got to do is go to 923wil.com. Give us your information. If you got one from us last year, you know how many we had to hand write out, but <laughs> how fun it was to write little handwritten messages like, oh, I remember seeing you at this concert. Thank you for coming to Jingle Fest, that kind of stuff. So if you feel like you want one from us, now you can get one. 923wil.com for that. If you missed anything from the show, you can always check out the Remy and Casey Show podcast, and we will see you tomorrow. Goodbye. Goodbye. Find Remy and Casey on Facebook at 92.3 W-I-L.